Welcome to the Shabby and Man podcast. We are partners, parents, podcasters, broadcasters and everything else in between. Hi. Namaskar, adab, sat sri akal. You know uh, this time I thought I'd go a bit more Mediterranean and say hi. Mediterranean. Arrivederci. Yeah, that's more Mediterranean I suppose than hi. Um we Hol- actually Hola. Yeah, we've decided to do an episode on a subject which is very close to our heart for a very particular reason. I'm talking about food. Uh we are recording this podcast hours after India's crushing defeat at the Cricket World Cup finals. What's that got to do with food? No, since well we didn't bring the World Cup home, we may as well talk about other cups and bowls and plates and memorable meals oh, that we've had. You mean like a cup of warmth, something comforting? cup of since our cup of joy hasn't runeth over we may as well talk about uh, a cup of warmth something comforting oh, yes that was a pretty tedious link if i yeah, may say so i know but it was a link nonetheless actually it st- all started with the fact that you said you read something rather interesting in the papers about how indian food asian food made inroads into london and you spoke about all these iconic places which even you remember from the there was a wonderful article about houston Mm-hmm. about Drummond Street which is in the heart of central london you know if you go to monopoly board houston is one of the stations i think mm-hmm. malabun houston giant cross and i can't remember the other one park lane is not a station I'm oh sorry oh railway stations oxford circus okay let's forget that victoria yeah, maybe it's victoria mm, no idea have you never played monopoly I have my how only could, my only problem my only, because it's a food episode my only beef with monopoly is that it starts on a monday and it ends on a friday that's what i don't like it goes on forever well i was reading this article about how iconic it was in the in the 60s when the first bunch of immigrants kind of came over oh, were you the, around then in the, the 60s the, would you remember the desis came over hmm. and so when i went to the 70s as a young kid oh, how young are you talking about <laughs> not that young i suspect I was born in 73 by the way because as the whole world knows I turned 50 this year. Okay go on then carry on. So in the Sorry, 60s a band baja le gaya? Nahi. In the 60s what happened? So when these immigrants came over mm. um there were um, there were places for them to eat Asian food Indian food Pakistani mm. food and um the hub of it was um in those days I don't think like we now used to south hall mm. and we used to wembley mm. i think it was in central london that one street so you had ambala which is a huge chain of indian street um pakistani sweets or indian sweets i'm not sure but a uh, asian, asian sweet shop. shop yeah there was gupta sweets there so you're saying the original ambala was in drummond yeah, street yeah 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 mm. still, still, it's still there it's still there yeah it's become a chain now sadly and yeah. uh, there was also gupta sweets mm. which is a bengali yeah. sweet shop yeah um i was actually there very recently and i was chatting to the guy behind the counter mm. and uh, he was gujarati yeah, i think it's run by gujaratis now i'm not sure i think the original daughter of the guy who owned it is still there hmm. uh what That's else was there ravi, Sh- uh, ravi shankar is there the, yeah. the dosa shop yeah and there's ravi kebabs hmm. so uh, and there's a lovely um uh, a shop which sells um, spices and whole foods and like a supermarket hmm. that's still there so it's really not I, i go there quite often because that's one place which is convenient for me to get to hmm. south of wembley are quite hard i would imagine that specialist shops that sell spices and things like that would have been um would have been very popular with asians who are passing that neighborhood Actually, but now has is it one of those no, specialist no, 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 food no, no, no. shops let me let me explain i didn't explain it well that the gist of the story was that how it's dying down now that 
earlier generation that used to go there now they're all over the place yeah. you, know, you don't have to go if you want to get curry patta or something you, have you, to go go, you can just go to your local supermarket downstairs you know down yeah. the corner yeah and so it that that place the establishment is not what it used to be now yes it's dwindling Yeah in fact that's something I've spoken about a lot you know in fact it is one of the things that I dislike about uh, a, a British high street and I can randomly pick virtually uh, any high street because now everything is available everywhere for convenience that ticks a very big box I know but exactly as you're saying those neighborhoods which were known for certain kinds of cuisine for certain um you know kind of restaurants and shops where people would actually well, spend the whole day there it's got its plus and minus जलेबी चाट खाना है तो साउथ हॉल चलो यू नो नाउ दैट्स नो लॉन्गर द केस देर आर अनफ इंडियन शॉप्स अप एंड डाउन द सिटी वे यू गेट अ लॉट ऑफ दैट ऑल्सो इट हैज टू बी सेड बट इफ यू वांट पीपल स्टिल मेक अ बीलाइन फॉर साउथ हॉल एंड वेम्बली या बिकॉज़ आई थिंक दे आर मोर अफोर्डेबल बिकॉज़ अ लॉट ऑफ द पीपल अ लॉट ऑफ दीस शॉप्स एंड रेस्टोरेंट्स इन सेंट्रल लंदन वुड गिव यू एग्जैक्टली द सेम थिंग बट ओनली बिकॉज़ इट इज इन अ सर्टेन पोस्ट कोड और प्लेटेड अ सर्टेन वे एंड गिवन अ लिटिल स्पिन मे बी क्लासिफाइड एज़ फ्यूजन क्विजीन यू वुड बी पेइंग एक्सट्रॉशनिस्ट प्राइसेस फॉर अ प्लेट ऑफ चाट राइट दोस ऑफ अस वर लिसनिंग टू अस आउटसाइड लंदन वी शुड एक्सप्लेन अ लिटिल बिट दैट South Hall is very Punjabi, Wembley used to be. Wembley is Gujarati. Gujarati. Yeah. Tooting is quite Tamil and Sri Lankan. Yeah. Uh, Ilford and all is quite Pakistani. Yes. So they're little sectors basically. Pockets. And we're talking about London. Yeah. But even that, I think, is a is a changing. Uh, you went now. last uh, recently to Birmingham to Soho Road. I did. That is. Uh, the hub well, that is hub of food street isn't that it that is the asian hub no not just food even clothes wedding clothes food anything asian i think soho road is where everybody in birmingham where goes to buy this stuff i'm sure someone right in tell me where's the curry mile is it in birmingham or manchester i have no idea i'm so bad at these things yeah i have no idea but i again feel that you're talking about things that possibly were true in the 60s 70s 80s but now 20 years 30 years 40 years later it is quite a cosmopolitan mix especially in london that's what i'm saying that there's the pros and the cons it's also good that things are standardized i don't know if i'm very happy about the fact that you know every high street will have a dishoom yeah. or a masala zone in london yeah. you know uh, so there are lots of indian restaurants people can go to yeah also i feel that the good thing is that things that used to be available only in specific shops or things that only Asians were using have now become so commonplace you know not just in asian food but even in mediterranean food who knew that things like zitar and you know sumac all of these things which tahini tahini otolenghi and all use extensively in their uh, cooking uh these are everyday words these are things that we like to throw in when we're making an omelet when we're making a spanish omelet when you want to spice up your uh, uh, sabzi a little differently and things like exactly curry patta dhania garam masala chaat masala chana masala these are readily available and people are not afraid to use it well if you're putting tahini in omelet remind me no tahini i need to be off that day no i have put tahini in anybody's omelet but uh, you know what i'm trying to say like you know these have become spices that have been demystified by the likes of otolenghi and uh, jamie oliver and everybody actually who readily you know and uh, all the su- all the supermarkets here have uh, asian oil yeah some almond is not that big unfortunately yes. but at least there is one there yeah, yeah. you can get your haldi rams and your co fresh and whatever the makes are yeah. and and 
get your packet of crisps and even if you crisps. can't go to a restaurant and get yourself a plate of chaat you can get those boxes that give you all the various elements where you can put the chaat together at home they'll give you a golgappa in a plastic box that, go and get your own that, make your own nimbu pani that actually reminds me uh, we were talking about Euston Drum Street yeah one of the oldest establishments there was actually Bhelpuri house i think it's still there hmm. yeah you must go one i i sometimes go there and have a, a masala chai yeah and uh, alu bundi hmm. or a samosa alu bonda uh alwanda yeah. yeah it's a it's a bengali shop by the way hmm. which is no longer a bengali shop gupta's actually used to specialize in specially Bang- bangali shondesh rasgulla chomchom and as you you know your parents say that it was perhaps the most popular bengali sweet shop in central london then back then but now of course as you're saying it sells everything virtually everything but growing up even i can think of so many places that are completely intertwined with my childhood memories and food is always as we say is so much more than you know a memorable meal is so much more than just a meal correct because i was just something about london i wanted to mention because i read about it but yeah growing up in delhi growing up in delhi growing up in meeting you in delhi and living in delhi we had we we you and me had our little haunts right? yeah absolutely you know i think rulas we always talk about in rulas rendezvous is a place where we always went and did our crossword after we just finished doing weekend breakfast on national radio i've heard i've heard that rulas is no longer there it is no longer there which but, is very sad but it was famous for its hot chocolate fudge in those days yeah and the breakfast at rendezvous was actually amazing yeah rendezvous was the posh restaurant inside it for yeah. those I don't know upstairs yeah. the ice cream counter was downstairs and this was the nicer restaurant upstairs so we really bonded over food uh, we went to you have your own haunts as well but together we've been to you know whether it was kareem's kati kebab whether it was um, uh, colonel kebabs in def call yeah because i used to live what is akashaka what was the name of the chinese restaurant in defense colony the name completely escapes me if there's anybody listening to us from delhi india if you have any memories at all of defense colony when it had it was the place in yes. south delhi to go and, and hang and out and for those who can't remember just a jaunty memory it was right next to sagar yes which is where on many occasion we'd bump into who mrs sharukh khan oh yes we did and uh, sagar is again a place which is remembered for many many different reasons a the food b for its obsession with cleanliness yes. uh, to the point that if you just happen to drop a crumb then there'd be somebody standing with a dustpan and brush would immediately kind of you know clean it from the floor even before you'd had the next morsel so sagar of course has many many fond memories for many people but when i was growing up in uh, south delhi whether it was lajpat nagar or later saket then hadko place you know going for a chinese meal was the ultimate celebration for all of us so whether it was changwa whether it was akashaka later in south extension whether it was om that haba which had such humble roots first of all om that haba om that haba is not chinese no it's not chinese and I'm secondly saying, when you say the word chinese yeah indo chinese yeah the food in india is not really chinese no but i love it's it a, no it's very tasty yes with all its what is that the chemical m mrf uh, yeah you are talking about yeah Not an MRF. That's yeah. a cricket bat you're thinking of. Yeah, that's a tire. Yes, that's so a tire. Whatever that uh, chemical is, it's yeah. GMO. Indo- yeah, I don't know. Indian yeah. Indo-Chinese food is laden with it. Yeah, which makes it very, very tasty. MSG, monosodium glutamate, Thank or something you. like that. MSG. Uh, so Indo-Chinese, yes, but yeah, Om is not Chinese. Of course, it's absolutely Tate Punjabi food. But I remember whether it was my dad getting. chole puri breakfast in the morning on weekends from om da dhaba later that's where you went for your butter chicken your kebab your naan your rumali roti your biryanis om was just absolutely this biryani for us later remember this biryani this yes. biryani was absolutely iconic was, which was proper dum dum biryani ha because they'd send it in an earthen pot yeah. which would be sealed by dough 
and you would actually be opening it, yeah, and, yeah. and that's why that's why they charge premium prices. Also, growing up, I have to mention anyone who's grown up in the saket of the 80s, 90s, Bajaj Sweets in J Block Market, absolutely iconic. It was a sweet shop no it, in the front, yeah. and it had a restaurant at the back, which is where you had the best chole batoori. Oh, I'm sorry, I used to have pastries at Wenger's. Oh, please, even we are used to pastries at Wenger's. The rum balls in Wenger's, chocolate wheel later in Jorbag. I remember that was a big favorite with my dad. Um, he would get boxes and boxes of assorted uh, pastries and you know things like that. Especially over Christmas, they made some fantastic stuff. So I think, I mean, food. I mean, we know Delhi Delhi food in terms of kebabs and all is the ultimate. Yeah, but. No, but you know what? That's because we only know Delhi. People in Lucknow yeah, would say we been to differ. No, that's that, not that, really. No, no, that's that's where I was actually going with this. That um, we know that the food in Delhi is the ultimate. Yeah. But we also know that uh, that place in um, in Kanauj place, which is do kati kebabs. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what it's called. What's it called? Nizams. Nizams. That place was based on a. Uh, a place in uh, Calcutta. Huh. You know. Could well be. Which is where the original kati kebab came from. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of these dishes actually started out as street food uh, staples, and later they were kind of became so popular that they invariably appeared on every food menu. And in my mind, there is still nothing better than a double egg mutton roll. Oh God! That's just—it's sublime. It's on a different level. What time of the day would you have it for breakfast, lunch, dinner, any time? Is it after you've had one too many to drink, and on your way home you'd stop by and have something? No, What is that, that? Those are kebabs you have on your car bonnet in Def Hall. This yes. is the place where you go and you sit oh. with the pankha. My God. Uh, we also went to cozy restaurant, which was a favorite of ours. I think it was. Yeah, that cozy is not a rated restaurant. It was at a, all. It was a tiny restaurant. Yeah, but we, we loved it. We loved it because there was a recording studio opposite it. Remember? Yeah, so we'd go, we'd do our voiceovers and do our recordings there, and we'd just drive around the corner. Also in Delhi, even though we're talking about twenty years ago, uh, parking now is a nightmare. But you know, this was one of the restaurants where parking was very easy, and the two three standard dishes that we ordered were absolutely mouth watering. We loved it, so they would. See us coming and virtually start preparing our order, kind of thing. I just remember that studio, the recording studio, yeah, owned by a good friend of yours, yes, who is probably the most famous face on um, uh, reading the news in the eighties and nineties. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, another place that I must mention again for Delhiites, uh, South Delhiites in particular. If you're familiar with South Extension Market, if you've been there in the seventies, eighties, nineties, then you absolutely must have had bhelpuri from that bhelpuri wale bhaiya in part 2 which was around the corner from mehrasans and you know all these sari shops and i believe that stall still exists and i, I believe he's upgraded to like a really? very posh i thought when you think of uh, indian sweets you think of bengali market you do bengali market and nathus but then again i'm talking specifically of neighborhoods where i grew up You know where we these lived. Are your, these are your memories. My memories. Even after we got married, we stayed pretty much in South Delhi. We, we did stay in, in Actually, Central Delhi. Actually, it's so weird that we lived in Lajpat Nagar. Yeah. And people used to come from far and wide to have uh, paneer pakoda, chole bature, and lassi on a Sunday morning. Yeah, paneer pakoda. Paneer pakoda. Also, the strange thing is now you know again, cuisine from all over the world is virtually available all over the place. So it's not it doesn't sound like such a big deal. But one of the best place in south delhi back then in the 90s early noughties to go and have momos was lajpat nagar in the middle yes. of the market there right, was a man who would have a stall yeah. and he would do these momos and momos again for those who don't know are dumplings which are very popular made in the northeast and uh, nepal northeast you yeah, know in hilly from, places they're from nepal and tibet because yeah having spent many years uh, mm -hmm. in nepal yeah 
they're still the best ones there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And you get these chicken momos, beef momos, vegetable momos, uh, and they're essentially steamed dumplings. And you'd have them with chili sauce or whatever it is. And uh, in Nepal, you also get them with broth. Yeah, and some yeah, sometimes they're in a broth. Sometimes they're deep fried as well. Many yeah. people like to have deep fried momos as well. So um, yeah, I mean. Are there any particular places that you remember for dessert? I know we spoke about Wenger's, we spoke about all these pastry shops. No, but I'm just trying to think, is there a place, a lot of people say that, you know, Gajar Galba from here, yeah, Rabadi and Malai from here and there is also kind of very no, popular. No, no, I'd go uh, at the other end of Kanaur Place, hmm. there was Kake Kadhaba. Kake Kadhaba, yeah. Uh, I have a butter chicken there and then we'll have a pan next door. Huh. We're most happy. Yeah. Huh. Any, actually, that's a very interesting thing. Any, any absolutely sublime barn places that you can remember where you absolutely had to go and have a barn. I think Delhi being Delhi has virtually every street every corner. Every street corner had something. Every neighborhood. I don't like those showy ones which are dipped in chocolate or beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've got like too much of silver yeah, yeah, work yeah, 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 yeah. on it. I like a plain sada barn. Yeah. Anyway, where are we going from here? What I was trying to say was that uh, nowadays in this country, mm. it's amazing as well that we've got, uh, you know, you said it's, it's sad in a way that uh, everything's, everything's become everything's homogenized. Yeah. Everything's the same. Yeah. But I think these street food markets are wonderful. Yeah. You know, you, like I'm thinking of Curb in Camden. Yeah. There's a fantastic North. one that we went to where a church has been yeah. turned into a food just market. Just in Mayfair, that is. In Mayfair. Yeah. And, but what I like about these places is that now you can just, oh, Seven Dials as well, in, yeah. uh, in um, Common Garden. Yeah. You can taste Indian food. Peruvian food, which is very hot at the moment. Yeah. Um, Mexican food. Vietnamese. Vietnamese, whatever. Yeah. So you can, uh, these street stalls, yeah. I think have changed the landscape. I love them. Okay. Food trucks. That's a very American concept, right? Food trucks are only available, I think, you no, only get to see them in East London where you have enough space. Food trucks is just the American way of saying street Street, street food. Street food, yeah. yeah. Street stalls. Um, so you read a lot about food. You sample a lot of food. You have a lot of food memories. What do you think is the hottest cuisine right now? Like you, Because, you know, sometimes I know, like as you like to say, that Indian food is forever popular. You can never go wrong with Vietnamese or, you know, one of these Mediterranean. Well, the I think Mediterranean food is big now, it isn't is, it? But the most popular foodie destinations are still probably uh, Portugal. Yeah. And maybe Lima in Peru. Yeah. These places, people really like to go there and taste For the, the street food, you're saying? Just to taste the, the food of that uh, culture. Yeah. I think Mediterranean food has taken off in a big way only because people have realized how healthy it is. Especially those who have a tendency to cut down on their meat and about, have a lot of... Are you talking about Mediterranean food as in Greek food and salads and all? Yeah. That's been around for 20 years. No, no, I know. But suddenly it has been put on the map in the sense that virtually everybody is making uh, salad. You know, like things, again, like we said... Roasted vegetables, halloumi, tahini, all these things which were... You went this week to a, a rather posh uh, vegetarian, very highly rated Indian restaurant, which was vegeta vegetarian, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. Is it good? I mean, I'm not a vegetarian, so I don't know. I don't know. You if know, I, I love my vegetarian. If someone food. asks, tells me, Yele, plate of pumpkin squash, huh. I don't know if I'd be happy or sad. No, I love vegetarian food and truth be told, it was really good. But I thought the prices were absolutely extortionist. And uh, and and that's the only reason where I feel that being an Indian, if I am asked to pay uh, like a king's ransom for a something curry that I could easily make at something home, you can make at home, of course. Then it's not going to sit well with me. That's exactly what it is. But I can completely appreciate those who may not know how to make but Indian food or don't haven't had it often. But you have to go to go to those sukhasadhi. Go to those sukhasadhi. Happy to kind of you know uh, uh, kind of. 
go and sample what there is uh, to what people are actually eating and drinking and what kind of cuisine is popular right now and these there are some curries which are standard you can't go wrong with like you know a curry which has a coconut sauce or a curry which has on you know aubergine i think is becoming the star vegetable now in any cuisine and you know how many different ways hum log to banate hain bharta bhi banate hain aubergine fry bhi banate hain aubergine ki sabzi bhi banate hain चाइल्ड हुड and if it is authentic food then i'm sure do, do you remember when we just got married uh, uh, in delhi there was a place called delhi hut yes hut delhi hut yeah was it not named after hut no hut means bazaar in oh. shuddh hindi uh, i thought it was called delhi hut no, like h a a t there is meeting pizza hut delhi no, hut it's not that oh. it's hut well it was a little place where you could sample food from little? different little not little really it was okay it was uh, on top of the food bit oh the it food had, court it had lots of it had lots of other stuff yeah it had selling, textile selling wares from different regions of india yeah but like a cottage emporium kind of thing yes but the food bit you could that's the first time i probably you know tasted food from different places orissa yeah yeah very good yeah. and that also reminds me my first fusion thing hmm. was uh, somewhere in uh, in delhi there was a, a south indian restaurant hmm. which had a sign on the window saying Uh, chicken dosa hmm. i never heard of this something ah. so for, for me dosa was always alu masala or plain yeah 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 so i this first time there i tasted chicken dosa yeah now of course it's probably a very standard thing yeah again we are not very adventurous when it comes to south indian food but i think that's something that south indians feel extremely annoyed about all the time that you know if you were to ask anyone not just uh, non indians but even indians if you were to ask them uh, to name five south indian dish- dishes many would struggle after idli dosa sambar uthpa, uh, uthapam upma that's about it right and they say that there's so much more to south indian food every region whether it is kerala whether it is chettinad whether it is uh, uh, karnataka andhra every region region has its own spices has its own curries chettinad and vegetables brought back my chettinad very it's, spicy yeah i was going to say it's, it's andhra food it's so hot andhra food is very very spicy in fact my mom was telling me that because my parents live in south india uh, not in andhra pradesh they live in karnataka but andhra pradesh is right next to them mom was saying that you know they had some friends visiting and the friends came with their grandchildren and the granddaughter was no more than 4 or 5 years old and the grandmother was giving her so much food which was uh, very spicy and my mom said i was really shocked and she said no she's this is how she'll get used to it you know she'll refuse it once twice three times for the fourth time she'll love the taste of it that's how it By the time they are seven, eight, nine, they are having four, five, six chilies in every dish. When I used to go to my South Indian friend's house for lunch, I know dinner, what's coming now. He used to make something. Is it the gunpowder plot? Yeah, he used to make something called yeah. gunpowder. Yes, and you would mix that with oil mm-hmm. and dip your idli in it and have Correct. it. Correct. And gunpowder, the predominant ingredient in a gunpowder is red chili. Is it? Yeah, it's crushed red chilies with a lot of other things. Chana dal also, I believe. So all I, of that I, in I, a certain remember, proportion. I remember it was quite tasty. In a certain it was proportion. Hot. Yeah. I feel that other than travel the best way to discover any part of the world is through cuisine. You know, literature can wait, music can wait, culture can wait, but the easiest and the most pleasant way of discovering what a particular geographic region 
and its culture is all about would be by sampling their food. Well, we took the easy lazy way out of this podcast we're just talking about Indian food in which we are accustomed to. No food that but, means something to us. If if we had to choose some other type of food. Mm. I'm not talking about English food or Indian food. Yeah. What would your preference be? I would be? easily say Mediterranean, Mediterranean because I can see now I've always been fond of vegetarian food. Even when it comes to Indian food, there are a handful of non-veg dishes which I feel I absolutely have to eat, whether it's a lamb or whether it's a certain kind of chicken or you know fish but i can easily easily give up non vegetarian food because i love vegetarian and i think if you're talking about food that we have not grown up with and we are not familiar with i would gravitate to mediterranean because i absolutely love so you like all the tofu and hum- i love the halloumi Halloumis. the tofu the uh, the um, what are those that we use in making uh, kadhi chawal koftas yeah what are they called oh my god I call them kofta. What are they called? Falafels. Falafels. Thank you. I absolutely love because chickpea is a big part of their cuisine. Hummus. Hummus. I love uh, tahini. I love hummus. I love grilled vegetables. They do a lot of grilled peppers. Uh, there's a lot of olive oil in their cooking. There's a lot of salads. You know, even if they have meat and fish, it's normally grilled. There's a lot of breads. I love their fifty thousand types of breads. You know, which you just dipping oil. dipping oil. I love it. I would say my next favorite what would you say is it chinese is it no, italian not chinese would it be italian me, would it be yeah no, don't I'm, say french because i have done <laughs> gastronomy because i have done gastronomy but uh, it's not my favorite my favorite is like you the kebabs sorry not the kebabs the bread the oil the all that stuff yeah. with the kebabs i like turkish food you like turkish yeah or lebanese food yeah even i w- would be happy with turkish or lebanese but the vegetarian end of the turkish lebanese menu Uh, and when it came to comes to sweet dish what would be your ultimate are you into cakes are you into puddings are you into uh, ice creams are you into sorbets are you into no i'm not really i, I chocolate sorbet would be nice but i'm not really into anything okay indian please, indian wise ek plate rasmalai aapke samne koi rakh de 2 minute mein khatam ho jati hai wo dusri baat you know i opened a tin of rasgullas i had two thinking that i had the other eight to finish over the next 5 days the next day there was only the rassa left in the fridge I know I I didn't throw it away because I thought maybe you you could use, use it in something. Yeah. No, that's not my question. My question is where did the other eight go in one sitting you finished it? Then you say I don't really have a sweet tooth. Considering we only live with one son now who is absolutely averse to sweet dish, especially Indian. It could only be you. Puri kahani sunate it was gulli bhi chote chote the. Oh please, they weren't, they weren't exactly mini, they were medium sized. But anyway, uh gajar ka halwa is something I absolutely love. Absolutely love. But if it's hot and if it has a dollop of ice cream with it preferably a uh, madagascan vanilla ice cream but there you go very fussy you are. i am fussy well that's it are you a fussy eater what kind of cuisine interests you what is it that you've sampled lately that you would like to tell us about or a dish from your childhood that always but always takes you home and how are they going to tell us uh well we are on social media shabby and man podcast we are on the various platforms uh and you know what they say Where there's a will, there's a way. You'll find a way of letting us know. I'm sure. Until the next podcast, and we are rapidly nearing the end of the year, which means we shall soon be talking about Christmas and Christmas-related things. And yeah, you know our you standard. Know, Christmas has started in a way. Have you seen Christmas trees are up? Yeah, I'm lights, not lights, very lights have gone up on high streets. I'm not feeling Christmassy at all yet. Abhi mahina hai. Huh. But uh, yeah, so we'll be talking about all of that, and our standard this time of year will also be talking about list of resolutions: what you did, what you didn't do, what you would like to do, what worked for you, what didn't. I think it's time to say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.